The Global IP Matrix Magazine Issue 17 Front Cover Text Headline Text A new dawn in Qatar trademark law and practice with the adoption of the GCC trademark law. Jihad Al-Hassan, founder and CEO at Jar & Company. IP, Doha, Qatar. Front cover column text. The growing concern, online patent infringement and its impact on e-commerce giants. Ukraine's copyright landscape for the protection of IT products. Time for green technology instead of greed technology. Eurasian Patent Office, your first choice for IP protection in Eurasia. Long-awaited administrative procedure coming into force in Turkey, revocation of trademarks due to non-use. Discovering global sustainable innovation leaders, the top 10 revealed. Front cover strip advertisement. Patent intelligence platform and research services. www.patworld.com, mail at patworld.com, telephone, plus 44, 816. 601. Inside front cover advertisement. Voknina and Partners, Russia. Eurasian and Russian patent and trademark attorneys. Trademarks, patents, utility models, designs. Dr. Tatiana Voknina, Dr. Alexei Voknina, and Dr. Elena Utkina. EAPO, Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan. Azerbaijan, Georgia, Moldova, Armenia, Russia, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan. Trademarks, trademark search, trademark prosecution, trademark monitoring, and trademark litigation. Contact Russia, ip at voknina.com. Armenia, am at voknina.com. Kyrgyzstan, kg at voknina.com. www.voknina.com. Tell plus seven for nine five nine four six seven zero seven five. Page three. Editor's note. Welcome to the final edition of the Global IP Matrix magazine for the year. As we head towards the end of the year, we reflect on the engaging content and insightful contributions that have made this year truly special. Join us as we delve into the world of trademark and patent laws, green patent applications. IP practices in the Caribbean, and the immense IP potential in St. Lucia. We are honored to welcome Mr. Jihad Al-Hassan, founder and CEO of JAR & Co. from Qatar, as our esteemed guest contributor in this edition. Mr. Al-Hassan sheds light on the remarkable efforts made by the Gulf Corporation Council, GCC, and the alliance of the six countries to foster collaboration across diverse sectors, with a particular focus on intellectual property. He further highlights that while these nations work towards enhancing cooperation, it is crucial to acknowledge the unique regulations and practices governing trademarks in each member state. As the world grapples with the consequences of climate change, the importance of transitioning to green tech instead of greed tech becomes increasingly evident. The article by Bitika Sharma from Singh and Singh in India explores this topic, highlighting the significance of fast-tracking green patent applications. However, it also sheds light on the restrictions faced by several countries worldwide. Notably, India's green patenting trend is at an all-time high, reflecting the country's commitment to sustainable innovation. Keisha Fleming-Lake, an IP expert from Complete IP Services, CIPS, in Anguilla, 
shares valuable insights into the practice of intellectual property in the Caribbean. She highlights how the intellectual property rights regimes in the region continue to burden brand owners. Keisha explains that patent legislation in the Caribbean bears similarities to larger countries worldwide. However, she also notes that some trademark registration processes are still manual and require in-person filing. Despite this, certain jurisdictions have made significant strides in aligning their trademark legislation with leading jurisdictions, embracing improvements such as online filing. Natalie G. Augustine, a legal practitioner at Glitz Law in St. Lucia, brings a touch of glam and glitz, see what we did there, to our final conference edition. Natalie discusses the immense IP potential in St. Lucia and the country's commitment to preserving its culture, fostering innovation, and empowering creators. She emphasizes the need for copyright protection, safeguarding local cultural products, traditional knowledge, and geographical indications. This article provides a captivating glimpse into the culture and IP landscape of St. Lucia. As we turn the pages of this edition, we invite you to explore the array of informative content it offers. From cutting-edge sustainable innovation to IP practices in the Caribbean, our contributors have provided a wealth of knowledge in their respective areas of expertise. We extend our heartfelt gratitude to all our contributors for their valuable insights and dedication to providing undiluted content for our readers to sink their teeth into. We want to express our appreciation for your continued support. We hope you have enjoyed this final edition of 2023 and that it has enriched your understanding of the global IP landscape. We eagerly anticipate serving you with even more captivating content in the upcoming year. Elvin Hassan Editor and Head of International Liaisons Published by Northerns Media PR and Marketing Limited Carlos Northern CEO and Founder Northerns Media PR and Marketing Limited Publisher of the Global IP Matrix and Women's IP World Carlos at NorthernsPRMarketing.com Elvin Hassan Editor for the Global IP Matrix and Women's IP World Head of International Liaisons for Women's IP World Elvin at womensipworld.com Craig Barber Head of Design for the Global IP Matrix and Women's IP World Info at northernsprmarketing.com Ashling Lenahan Marketing and Creative Design Northerns IP Media PR and Marketing Limited Publisher of the Global IP Matrix Magazine and the Women's IP World Annual. Ashling at northernsprmarketing.com Yolanda Philippone Account Manager for the Global IP Matrix Magazine and Women's IP World. Iolanda at northernsprmarketing.com Page 4. GIP Matrix 2023 Editorial Board of Directors. Mlodin Vukma. Attorney at Law. EU Trademark and Patent Agent. At Vukma Attorneys at Law, Croatia. Keisha Fleming Lake. Managing Attorney at. Complete Intellectual Property. Services, Anguilla. Laura Coleda. Managing Partner at Dumont, Mexico. Max Montero. Partner at Johansson and Langlois. Chile. Ray Lei Zhao. 
LLM Senior Partner at Unitalin Attorneys at Law, China. Sarah Norka Anku. Senior Partner, Head of IP. Company in Commercial Law. At Anku Anku at Law, Ghana. Page 5 Contents. Contents Page GIPM 17. Page 9, Pate News and Stories. Delhi High Court elucidates the scope of residential judicator in patent disputes. Manisha Singh, partner and Niha Ruhela, senior associate at Lexorbis, India. Page 13. Discovering Global Sustainable Innovation Leaders, the top 10 revealed. Marco Richter, Global Head of Customer Success at LexisNexis Intellectual Property Solutions, Germany. Page 17. The Growing Concern, Online Patent Infringement and Its Impact on E-Commerce Giants. Sue Leslie, Digital Marketing Manager at Patworld, UK. Page 21. Time for Green Technology Instead of Greed Technology. Bitika Sharma, Partner at Singh & Singh Law Firm, India. Page 23. Eurasian Patent Office, Your First Choice for IP Protection in Eurasia. Dr. Grigory Ivliev, EAPO President and Dr. Alexei Vaknin, Partner and Managing Director at Vaknina and Partners, Russia. Page 28, Empowering the Future of IP in Anguilla and the Caribbean. This segment is sponsored by Complete Intellectual Property Services in Anguilla. The IP Practice in the Caribbean. Keisha Fleming-Lake, Managing Attorney at Complete Intellectual Property Services, Anguilla. Page 33. Unleashing St. Lucia's Intellectual Property Potential, Preserving Culture, Fostering Innovation, and Empowering Creators. Natalie G. Augustine, Legal Practitioner at Glitz Law, St. Lucia. Page 37, Trademark News and Stories. A new dawn in Qatar trademark law and practice with the adoption of the GCC trademark law. Jihad Al-Hassan, founder and CEO at Jar and Company. IP, Doha, Qatar. Page 41. Long-awaited administrative procedure coming into force in Turkey, revocation of trademarks due to non-use. Azar Ferhan Saran, managing partner at Saran Law Firm, Turkey. Page 44. Emerging Patterns in Buying and Selling Trademarks. Gavin Hyde-Blake, co-founder at Redcoin IP, UK. Page 47, Border Control and Copyright. Protection of IPR at the Borders, Customs Enforcement Procedures in Sri Lanka and Consumer Protection Unit of Sri Lanka Customs. Anomi Wanagasekara, Partner and Sabira Sharif, Senior Associate at Julius and Creasy, Sri Lanka. Page 49. Ukraine's Copyright Landscape for the Protection of IT Products. Gunnar Prokhorova, Partner and Natalia Bada, Associate at Mamunia IP, Ukraine. Page 52, Conference Corner Segment. ASIPI Mexico 2023 Congress, we look forward to welcoming you. Enrique Diaz, President of ASIPI. Page 55. Jeet and Naveen Ugawal, Executive Members of the World IP Forum, are delighted to provide you with an in-depth understanding of their highly anticipated annual conference and the remarkable growth it has experienced in recent years. 
Jeet and Naveen Agarwal, Executive Members, World IP Forum, India. Page 59. Exploring the latest trends and innovations, what visitors to IP Service World 2023 can look forward to. Elena Backhaus and Daniela Bopp, Management Circle, Germany. New page, page 6. Contributors. Manisha Singh, partner at Lexorbis, India. Marco Richter, Global Head of Customer Success at LexisNexis Intellectual Property Solutions, Germany. Sue Leslie, Digital Marketing Manager at Patworld, UK. Niha Ruhela, Senior Associate at Lexorbis, India. Bitika Sharma, Partner at Singh & Singh Law Firm, India. Dr. Grigory Ivliev, EAPO President. Dr. Alexei Vaknin, Partner and Managing Director at Vaknina & Partners, Russia. Keisha Fleming-Lake, Managing Attorney at Complete Intellectual Property Services, Anguilla. Anomi Wanagasekara, Partner at Julius & Creasy, Sri Lanka. Natalie G. Augustine, Legal Practitioner at Glitz Law, St. Lucia. Jihad Ul-Hassan, Founder and CEO at Jar & Company. IP, Doha, Qatar. Gunnar Prokhorova, Partner at Mamunia IP, Ukraine. Azar Ferhan Saran, Managing Partner at Saran Law Firm, Turkey. Gavin Hyde-Blake, Co-Founder at Redcoin IP, UK. Sabira Sharif, Senior Associate at Julius & Creasy, Sri Lanka. Natalia Bada, Associate at Mamunia IP, Ukraine. Enrique Diaz, President of Asapai, Mexico. Jeet Agarwal, Executive Members, World IP Forum, India. Naveen Agarwal, Executive Members, World IP Forum, India. Elena Backhaus, Management Circle, Germany. Daniela Bopp, Management Circle, Germany. Page 7. Advertisements. Quarter Page 1. Mark Inventa, Intellectual Property Services. Your intellectual property agent in Eastern Europe and Asia. European Patent and Trademark Attorneys. Trademarks, Patents, Assignment, Industrial Designs, Opinions, Oppositions, Patent Annuities, Renewal Designs, Renewal Trademarks. Contact details. Mark Inventa Company. Limited. Intellectual Property Services. Glinska Yulika 14. 1000 Ljubljana. Slovenia. Phone, plus 386-1-426-650-3, fax, plus 386-1-251-050-8. Phone, plus 386-1-540-4331. Fax, plus 386-1-524-3118. Email, office at mark-inventa.si. Website, www.mark-inventa.com. Quarter page advert 2. Now it's your time to control Bangladesh. Supreme IP Law Firm, Bangladesh. Telephone, plus 88 0161 333 Email, info at supremeip.com. Website, www.supremeip.com. 
Half-Page Advertisement 3 United Trademark and Patent Service Intellectual Property Attorneys Your reliable partners for intellectual property matters in Pakistan, South Asia, the Arabian Gulf Middle East and Africa. Trademark, Patent, Design, Copyright, Domain Name Registration, Litigation and Enforcement Law Regional Head Office Suites 401-402, Al Hawaii Tower, Sheikh Zayed Road, Dubai, UAE. Telephone plus 971-4-343-754. Fax plus 971-4-343-7546. Email Dubai at UnitedTM.com or United Trademark at UnitedTM.com. Websites www.utmps.com or www.unitedip.com. Page 8. Advertisement. Dumont. Your ideas are business. Your trusted advisor in Mexico. Your ideas protected. Dumont.mx. Page 9. Article. Delhi High Court elucidates the scope of residential judicator in patent disputes. Written by Manisha Singh, partner and Niha Ruhela, senior associate at Lexorbis, India. Inter-parties patent litigation, including revocation proceedings and infringement suits, is governed by the provisions of the Patents Act, 1970, and the Code of Civil Procedure, 1908, CPC. The multiplicity of patent proceedings between the same parties involving the same subject matter costs administrative resources and precious judicial time. In order to avoid such a scenario, the doctrine of residential judicator, or, more precisely, residential subjudice, as enshrined in section 10 of the CPC, may be useful. It forbids a court from proceeding with the trial of any suit in which the matter in issue is directly and substantially in issue in a previously instituted suit between the same parties. However, as explained in this article, if the conditions laid down in section 10 are not met, the residential judicator cannot be invoked, and the court will not grant a stay of a subsequent suit. In re dr. Reddy's Laboratories Limited and Anna v. Controller of Patents and Ors, 2023, DHC, 5520, while dealing with an application of stay in a revocation case, the Delhi High Court recently, in its judgment dated August 3, 2023, delineated the scope of residential judicator by looking into prerequisites for applicability of Section 10 of the CPC. Factual Matrix The timelines, in the said case, are intriguing. On October 16, 2021, a revocation petition, RP, US 64 of the Patents Act was filed by DR. Reddy's and MSN Laboratories, petitioners, through the e-filing portal of Delhi HC, seeking revocation of IN 268846 granted to Berheringer, respondent 2. As October 16, 2021, was a court holiday, the revocation petition was scrutinized by the registry of Delhi HC and registered on October 21, 2021. During the interregnum between the filing and the registration of the present revocation petition, on October 19, 2021, an infringement suit, IS, was filed by Berhringer in the Himachal Pradesh HC in which an interim injunction was granted against the petitioners on October 20, 2021. Stay Application
Respondent 2 filed an application U.S. 10 CPC before the Delhi HC for the stay of the RP, awaiting the outcome of the IS, pending in the Himachal Pradesh HC. It was submitted that the issues and subject matter of the RP and the IS were identical. The written statement filed by the petitioners in response to the IS before the Himachal Pradesh HC was a verbatim reproduction of the RP. The respondent, too, argued that the mere filing of the suit or RP electronically could not be treated as the institution of the suit, and the suit would be deemed to be instituted only when the plaint is filed and it is registered as well. Even though RP was e-filed on October 16, 2021, it got registered only on October 21, 2021, and therefore, it was instituted only on October 21, 2021. Whereas the IS was filed and registered on October 19, 2021. The IS, though filed later, in fact, after three days, than the RP, must be treated as having been instituted prior in point of time to the RP. High Court's Findings After hearing the parties, examining statutory schemes and citing relevant authorities, the Court addressed the following three distinct issues for the disposal of the said stay application. Issue, I, whether the IS had been instituted prior, in point of time to the RP, as required by Section 10 CPC, for this issue, HC assumed RP as a suit. While rejecting the arguments of Respondent 2, the HC referred to Order 4 Rule 1, 1, of the CPC, which clearly states that every suit shall be instituted by presenting a plaint in duplicate to the court or such officer as it appoints on this behalf. The HC held that the presentation of a plaint to a competent officer authorized by the court is, therefore, ipso facto institution of a suit within the meaning of the CPC. The HC further noted that the registration of a civil suit under Order 4 Rule 2 of the CPC occurs only after the institution of the suit under Order 4 Rule 1 of the CPC. The HC also clarified that if there is any defect in the suit, the date of institution of the suit will not stand postponed and, on curing or rectification of the defect, the suit would stand duly instituted on the date when it was presented to the competent officer appointed by the court. On a conjoint reading of the then prevailing original side rules and practice directions for electronic filing, the HC ruled that the electronic filing of pleadings would also constitute presentation thereof. In the present case, the RP was filed electronically at 12.05 p.m. on October 16, 2021, and, therefore, presented within the meaning of Order for Rule 1, 1, of the CPC on October 16, 2021. Thus, the High Court held that the institution of the RP by the petitioners before the Delhi HC had to be regarded as prior in point of time to the institution of IS by the respondent, too before the Himachal Pradesh HC. Issue, 2, whether a revocation petition can be treated as a suit for the purposes of Section 10. Relying on the Supreme Court's judgment, the High Court propounded that where provisions of the CPC, which deal with suits, are sought to be invoked with respect to proceedings instituted under other statutes, such proceedings are not to be treated as suits. In the present case, Respondent 2 sought to urge that a revocation petition instituted U.S. 64 of the Patents Act should be treated as a suit for the purposes of Section 10 of the CPC. Therefore, applying the above principle, a revocation proceeding could not be treated as a suit. 
The HC also raised doubts over the practice of converting revocation petitions to suits. Besides, the HC was unable to notice any provision in the CPC IPD rules, patent rules that, either expressly or by necessary implication, treats a revocation petition as a suit. Therefore, it was deduced that a court could not create a deeming fiction on its own, where the statute does not do so. Issue 3, whether the entire subject matter of the IS and the RP is the same. Placing reliance on the Supreme Court's precedence on residential judicator, the High Court explained that Section 10 applies only in cases where the whole of the subject matter in both suits is identical. If there is complete equality of the issues in consideration, the causes of action, and the relief sought in two proceedings, only then can the later proceeding be stayed under Section 10 CPC. However, the fundamental difference between the RP and the IS, as the HC noted, is as follows. If a revocation proceeding succeeds, the patent is removed from the register of patents. On the other hand, in an infringement suit, the challenge to the validity of a patent is only one of the defenses or grounds against a charge of infringement to avoid an injunction. Even if the invalidity ground is accepted, the patent does not stand extinguished. The only result is that the injunction sought would not be granted. The relief that would result in a revocation petition and in the written statement filed in response to an infringement suit is completely different. As the answers to each of the three issues turned out to be negative, Section 10 CPC could not be applied in the present case. Consequently, the HC dismissed the stay application. Conclusion The concept of residential judicator is not entirely foreign to patent litigation. The underlying object of Section 10 CPC is to prevent courts of concurrent jurisdiction from simultaneously trying two parallel suits in respect of the same matter in issue. Residential judicator can be a good defense strategy to avoid the multiplicity of proceedings and the possibility of contradictory verdicts by two courts in respect of the same relief. However, Section 10 CPC will not apply where a few of the matters in issue are common, and it will apply only when the entire subject matter in controversy is the same. The first situation, non-equivalence of issues, arises in the instant case, where the Delhi High Court drew a clear and fine distinction between the revocation petition and the written statement in response to an infringement suit. The second situation, equality of issues, is squarely covered by the case Alois Wobben v Yogesh Mayer, 2014, 15 SCC 360, where the Supreme Court, by applying the rule of residential judicator, categorically held that one person cannot pursue both a revocation petition and a counterclaim seeking revocation. In this case, the Supreme Court equated the nature of a revocation petition with a counterclaim in response to an infringement suit. Page 12. Advertisement. Lexorbus, intellectual property attorneys and advocates. Your most trusted IP partner. New Delhi, Mumbai, Bengaluru, Chennai. Website www.lexorbis.com. Email mail at luxorbis.com. Telephone plus 91 11 237 1 6565. Page 13. Article. Disclaimer. Images relating to this article can only be seen in the print and digital versions of this publication. Discovering Global Sustainable Innovation Leaders, the Top 10 Revealed. 
Written by Marco Richter, Global Head of Customer Success at LexisNexis Intellectual Property Solutions, Germany. In our rapidly evolving global landscape, the spotlight has decisively shifted towards sustainability. Across sectors, from corporations to governments and the public, there's a growing recognition of the urgent need to reduce our environmental impact and forge a sustainable path forward. This pivotal moment brings a wave of innovative opportunities driven by the demand for effective solutions with minimal to no negative environmental consequences. As the champions of intellectual property, the IP department wields immense influence in fostering sustainable innovation and communicating a company's unwavering commitment to sustainability. The urgency of sustainability. Our world grapples with formidable sustainability challenges. To secure a planet worth inheriting for future generations, the United Nations has set ambitious targets via the Sustainable Development Goals Framework, aiming for a 45% reduction in emissions by 2030 and achieving net-zero emissions by 2050. However, the urgency to act doesn't stem solely from these global objectives. The recent pandemic, escalating natural disasters, and diminishing resources have collectively propelled sustainability to the forefront of leadership and innovation agendas. Harnessing technology for a sustainable future. It is evident that changes in consumer behavior alone won't suffice, we need game-changing innovations that drive large-scale impact. Technology serves as a powerful catalyst in this endeavor. Through renewable energy development, resource optimization, and the dissemination of knowledge supporting sustainable practices, technological innovation offers the promise of a greener planet. Patents, by their nature, provide a unique lens into a company's R&D efforts and its future product pipeline. These documents require the disclosure of protected technology, often years ahead of corresponding commercial product launches. In addition, newly published patents refer to existing technologies, providing us with a unique insight into what continues to evolve and play an ever-increasing role and what does not. These characteristics make patent data an objective and forward-looking metric, playing a critical role in evaluating corporate sustainability practices and global innovation. A scientific approach to sustainability. In a world where sustainability is a key value for stakeholders ranging from investors to employees and consumers, companies face the challenge of objectively measuring and communicating their sustainability efforts. Our response, powered by world-class patent data and objective qualitative measures, involves mapping our global patent database to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals (SDGs). This innovative approach brings clarity to sustainable innovation and empowers companies to take decisive action in line with these global objectives. The introduction of the LexisNexis patent site SDG mapping feature marked a milestone in meeting the demand for unbiased sustainability measures. This mapping allows organizations to evaluate their innovation across technology areas aligned with specific SDGs. It provides reliable information for better decision-making, reporting, and a more robust strategy for investing in sustainable technology. Companies can assess the value of their sustainable technology patent portfolios, identify growth opportunities in sustainability, and objectively measure progress toward SDGs. This tool not only shapes investment strategies but also empowers IP departments to understand the sustainable focus of other companies, 
enabling more strategic collaborations and partnerships. Unveiling the top sustainable innovators. Building on the inclusion of the SDG feature in Patent Site, we recently published Exploring the Global Sustainable Innovation Landscape, the Top 100 and Beyond, a report that unveils the leading sustainable innovators across the globe, as well as the trends in their sustainable technology development. Using the Patent Site Patent Asset Index, a scientifically developed, objective measure used to evaluate patent portfolio strength, we identified companies whose innovations have exceptional SDG-related portfolio strength, giving them the potential to make substantial contributions to sustainable technology development. Table 1 features the top 10 companies on the list. Insert top 10 graphic. Table 1, the top 10 by the strength of active SDG-related patent portfolio as of the end of 2022. Further, we discovered that over the past 20 years, the number and strength of SDG-related patents have nearly tripled, as seen in Figure 1. Though this also aligns with the growth rate of all patent holdings and filings, it is a promising upward trajectory for sustainable initiatives amongst the world's leading innovators. Figure 1. Growth in quantity, left, and share, right, of SDG-related patent holdings by strength, patent asset index. Championing sustainable innovation. At LexisNexis Intellectual Property Solutions, we're committed to harnessing the power of patents to uncover hidden SDG-related insights in patent data. Our SDG to patents mapping demonstrates our dedication to bringing clarity to the innovation ecosystem. As an IP expert, you're uniquely positioned to showcase your company's performance in sustainable innovation and help refine your leadership's investment strategy in sustainable technologies. Together, we can shape a sustainable future, one innovation at a time. Page 16. Advertisement. LexisNexis. Discover the top 100 global innovators developing sustainable technologies. IP leaders, how do you stack up against global companies that leveraging IP for sustainable development? Find out by downloading our new report. Exploring the global sustainable innovation landscape. Top 100 companies and beyond. Get the report. www.lexisnexisip.com Page 17. Article. Disclaimer. Images relating to this article can only be seen in the print and digital versions of this publication. The growing concern, online patent infringement and its impact on e-commerce giants. Written by Sue Leslie, Digital Marketing Manager at Patworld, UK. Author bio, Sue Leslie is a Digital Marketing Manager at Patworld. She is passionate about digital marketing and intellectual property. With seven-plus years of experience in the field, she's honed her skills as a strategic thinker and creative problem-solver. Formerly immersed in the world of education, specializing in digital learning, she brings a unique perspective to Pat World. A seasoned networker who has traversed the globe attending intellectual property conferences, always seeking opportunities for growth and collaboration. A perpetual student, both professionally and personally, committed to staying ahead of industry trends and constantly expanding her knowledge base. In recent years, the e-commerce industry has experienced extraordinary growth that has revolutionized how we shop. 
This rapid expansion has led to a significant shift in consumer behavior, with online marketplaces like Amazon and eBay emerging as the preferred destinations for millions of shoppers worldwide. The convenience and accessibility offered by these digital platforms have largely contributed to their popularity. Consumers can now browse through an extensive range of products from the comfort of their own homes, avoiding long queues and crowded stores. They can compare prices, read reviews, and make informed purchasing decisions with just a few clicks. Moreover, e-commerce marketplaces have opened a world of opportunities for both small businesses and established brands. Online retailers can now reach a global audience without expensive physical storefronts or extensive marketing efforts. This level playing field has fostered healthy competition and allowed new players to enter the market with innovative products and unique selling propositions. Furthermore, online marketplaces provide a streamlined shopping experience by offering secure payment methods and reliable shipping options. Consumers benefit from hassle-free transactions and prompt delivery services that often surpass traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Additionally, these platforms have also facilitated efficient customer service channels. Buyers can easily contact sellers directly through integrated messaging systems or access comprehensive FAQ sections to resolve any queries or concerns they may have. It's worth noting that this paradigm shift towards e-commerce is not limited to retail goods alone. The rise of online marketplaces has also revolutionized other sectors, such as travel booking websites like Expedia or Airbnb, which offer accommodation options worldwide at competitive rates. In summary, the rapid growth of e-commerce has undeniably transformed our shopping habits in profound ways. The rise of online marketplaces like Amazon and eBay has provided consumers with unparalleled convenience while empowering businesses to reach a wider customer base than ever before. As technology advances at an unprecedented pace, it is safe to assume that e-commerce will continue its upward trajectory as a dominant force in the global retail landscape. While online shopping brings convenience and choice, it also opens the door to a multitude of challenges, including the persistent issue of online patent infringement. This article delves into the problems associated with online patent infringement, with a particular focus on Amazon. Understanding Patent Infringement Before delving into the issues surrounding online patent infringement, it is essential to grasp the concept itself. A patent grants inventors exclusive rights to their inventions for a maximum period of 20 years, ensuring they can profit from their innovations and protect their intellectual property. When a product or process infringes on a valid patent, it violates the rights of the patent holder and can lead to legal consequences. The rise of online patent infringement. With the boom of online marketplaces, patent infringement has seen a notable increase. Large and small companies often face the challenge of protecting their intellectual property rights in the digital realm. Online platforms, like Amazon, can unknowingly provide an avenue for unauthorized sellers to flood the market with counterfeit or knockoff products, taking advantage of the popularity and reach of these platforms. Amazon's role and responsibility. Being recognized as one of the largest and most influential e-commerce platforms on a global scale, Amazon inevitably attracts significant scrutiny when it comes to its strategies for tackling patent infringement. Given the vast volume of transactions and interactions that occur on Amazon's platform, 
it becomes increasingly crucial for the company to address this issue effectively and efficiently. By doing so, Amazon demonstrates its commitment to upholding intellectual property rights and maintaining a fair market for all stakeholders involved in the e-commerce ecosystem. Despite the company's proactive approach to addressing the issue, it is worth noting that the scale of the platform itself presents an ongoing challenge. Although measures like the implementation of a brand registry program I and a reporting system has been put in place to combat it, the sheer magnitude of the platform makes it difficult to completely eradicate. Nonetheless, these initiatives are valuable steps toward creating a safer and more secure environment for all users. The process of identifying and effectively removing counterfeit products from the market can be both complex and time-consuming, posing significant challenges to patent holders and genuine sellers. This unfortunate situation leaves them vulnerable to unfair competition, resulting in a substantial revenue loss. It is crucial for businesses to implement robust strategies and take proactive measures against counterfeiting in order to protect their brand reputation, safeguard consumer trust, and maintain a competitive edge in the market. Impact on industries and innovation. Online patent infringement not only affects individual inventors or companies but also has broader implications for industries and innovation as a whole. When innovators cannot protect their intellectual property effectively, it discourages further investment in research and development, hindering progress and stifling innovation. This, in turn, hampers economic growth and diminishes consumer confidence. Consumer trust and safety. One significant concern associated with online patent infringement is the impact on consumer trust and safety. Counterfeit products can pose risks to consumer health and safety, as they may not adhere to quality standards or meet regulatory requirements. This raises ethical questions regarding the responsibility of online platforms to protect consumers and ensure the authenticity and safety of products sold on their platforms. Legal challenges and enforcement. Navigating the legal landscape surrounding online patent infringement can be a highly complex and intricate process. Laws and regulations pertaining to intellectual property rights differ significantly across jurisdictions, which poses a significant challenge when enforcing patent rights effectively. It is crucial for individuals and businesses alike to have a comprehensive understanding of the legal frameworks within their specific jurisdiction and any international agreements that may apply. This knowledge, more often gained from legal counsel, will help ensure that patent holders can protect their innovations and seek appropriate legal remedies when faced with online patent infringement. Additionally, the anonymous nature of online transactions and the global nature of e-commerce platforms make it difficult to track down and hold infringing parties accountable. Conclusion Online patent infringement, particularly on platforms like Amazon, poses significant challenges for inventors, companies, and consumers alike. While efforts are being made to combat this issue, the scale and complexity of online marketplaces require continued vigilance and proactive measures. Collaborative efforts between online platforms, patent holders, and authorities are crucial to protect intellectual property rights, foster innovation, and maintain consumer trust in the rapidly evolving world of e-commerce. Undertaking patent searches for digital infringement
Our company, Patworld, our expert in providing patent searches for clients worldwide and has compiled a comprehensive guide to undertaking patent searches for digital infringement. As we have discussed, in today's digital age, where information is readily accessible, protecting intellectual property has become more crucial than ever. Patents play a pivotal role in safeguarding inventions, innovations, and technologies. However, with the proliferation of digital platforms, ensuring patent infringement can be a challenging task. Here we explore the importance of patent searches for digital infringement and provide a step-by-step -step guide on conducting effective searches to safeguard your intellectual property rights. Why undertaking patent searches for digital infringement is essential. 1. Identifying infringements. By conducting patent searches, you can identify potential infringements of your inventions or technologies. This allows you to take appropriate action to protect your intellectual property and prevent further unauthorized use. 2. Avoiding legal disputes. Proactively conducting patent searches can minimize the risk of inadvertently infringing on someone else's patent. This helps you avoid costly legal disputes and potential damage to your reputation. 3. Protecting investment. Innovations often require significant investments in research and development. Undertaking patent searches ensures that your investment is protected by identifying potential infringement and allowing you to take appropriate measures to safeguard your intellectual property. Step-by-step -step guide to conducting online patent infringement searches. 1. Define your invention. Clearly define the unique features and aspects of your invention or technology. This will help you conduct a more targeted and efficient patent infringement search online. 2. Utilize online patent databases. Use reputable online patent databases such as Espacene or engage the services of a reputable IP search firm such as Patworld, which has access to numerous professional patent databases. These databases offer a vast collection of patents accessible online. 3. Select appropriate keywords. Choose specific and relevant keywords that accurately describe your invention or technology. Utilize both technical and non-technical terms to ensure a comprehensive search. 4. Refine your search. Apply filters such as publication date, patent classification, inventor, or assignee to narrow your search results. In addition, restricting your search to the territories that you intend on selling or manufacturing your product will also assist in identifying relevant patents more efficiently. 5. Analyze patent claims. Thoroughly examine the patent claims section of relevant patents to understand the extent of protection granted to similar inventions. This analysis helps you assess if your invention may infringe upon existing patents. 6. Seek professional guidance. If the online patent infringement search results are complex or if you require expert assistance, it is advisable to consult with a patent attorney or an intellectual property professional specializing in online patent infringement cases. They can provide valuable insights and guide you through the intricacies of patent law. Undertaking patent searches for digital infringement is a crucial step in protecting your intellectual property rights. By conducting thorough searches, you can identify potential infringements, avoid legal disputes, and safeguard your investments. To summarize, remember to define your invention. 
Utilize online patent databases. Select appropriate keywords. Refine your search. Analyze patent claims and seek professional guidance when needed. By following these steps, you can ensure the longevity and protection of your innovations in the ever-expanding online world. PatWorld analysts are experts in providing patentability, freedom to operate, FDO, patent busting, state-of-the-art, and patent mapping searches. As a patent search firm, we work with patent attorneys worldwide and do not offer legal opinions. We advise individuals to speak to a patent attorney before or after instructing a patent search. Need help in deciding which search you need? Email, mail at patworld. Com for information. Page 21. Article. Time for green technology instead of greed technology. Written by Ms. Bitika Sharma, partner at Singh & Singh Law Firm, India. It has been rightly put by the legendary theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking, humankind is still greedy, stupid and the greatest threat to Earth. Climate change and human inaction towards controlling its causes and effects are our planet's biggest and most worrisome threats presently. Until recently, humans have had a blinkered outlook towards the problems of climate change and environmental depletion. They have primarily concentrated their scientific efforts towards inventions and innovations, which can be glamorized and commercialized through lucrative patent royalties and licenses. Thus, green inventions and technologies remain in the backseat, the consequences of which are daunting for the entire human race. While much is being discussed at the policy level in global and state conventions, our Mother Earth has yet to see concrete ground-level steps locally to reverse the existing damage and prevent future catastrophes to its rapidly depleting resources. In a breakthrough development, all nations graciously committed to achieving 17 Sustainable Development Goals, hereinafter referred to as SDGs, at the United Nations, UN, General Assembly in 2015. These SDGs include inter alia climate change sustainability, removal of greenhouse gas emissions, adoption of renewable resources, etc. The universal commitment to the SDGs as part of the development agendas of member nations has resultantly steered changes and amendments to their respective environmental laws by imposing appropriate obligations and restrictions on states and private authorities. However, on the other hand, intellectual property laws, especially patent laws and policies, continue to tilt in favor of creating private rights for the enhancement of monetary gains without adopting an outlook of sustainability. Article 10 of the Kyoto Protocol recognizes this conflict between the purpose and intent of environmental laws on one hand and intellectual property laws on the other, and in view thereof, creates obligations on members to address climate change and its adverse impacts by working towards abatement of greenhouse gas emissions, and capacity-building enhancement of removals by sinks. While there may have been significant developments in environmental laws, an oft-ignored solution to the issue is the formulation and enforcement of intellectual property laws that align them with environmental sensibilities and the achievement of SDGs. Steps such as incentivism of green technologies and green patents and creating ease of prosecuting them have immense potential to aid in environment restoration and the fight against climate change and global warming through new innovations. Green patents technologies are of immense aid to reducing negative environmental impact, providing efficient and eco-friendly use of resources, 
and boosting eco-innovations. Fast-tracking of green patent applications is the need of the day. Several national patent offices have adopted the fast-track method for approval and processing of green patent applications. The first such program was established by the United Kingdom in May 2009, after which several countries, such as Australia, Israel, Japan, etc., adopted similar programs for fast-tracking of patent applications. Similar programs have also been launched by Canada, Brazil and China in 2012. Under these programs, the time to patent green technology patents has been reduced from several years to just a few months. In jurisdictions like Australia, Canada and the UK, the applicant has to simply submit a letter explaining why the invention has environmental benefits. However, eligibility requirements in Brazil, China, Japan and the US have some restrictions on the types of permissible technologies. Certain jurisdictions only recognize the technologies in a particular section of the energy sector as eligible. Also, they might require government funding or accreditation by the government in a particular way. Today, the market for green technologies is estimated at over $60 billion and is expected to increase to over $500 billion post the year 2030. Various jurisdictions have made efforts to fast-track and accelerate the examination of green technology patents. However, requirements differ widely across multiple jurisdictions. Countries need to unite globally and thrust a patent-friendly, uniform, effective program to restore environmental balance. In 2013, WIPO organized an online marketplace for green technologies, WIPO Green, which was a platform to aid examinations, licensing and distribution of green technologies on a global level. In 2019, this program had reached a milestone of 3,000 entries. The green patenting trend in India is at a record high, with one in two patented technologies in the country being green technology. It has been reported that since 2016, more than 61,186 patents relating to green technologies have been granted in India. This number is reportedly more than half of the total patents granted in the country, more than 91,500. Some examples of green patents which are being recently developed and popularized in India are a system and method for treating waste biomass and plastics to produce transportable liquid fuel, application no. 20223106744 filed on November 23, 2022, by Indian Institute of Technology, Guwahati, power-efficient hydrogen liquefaction system and process thereof using green technology, application no. 20222106059 filed on October 22, 2022, by Bryce Chemical Private. Limited, fluorine-free, hydrophobic, oleophobic and anti-reflecting solar glass surface coating composition and its application method thereof, application no. 20223107219 filed on December 14, 2022, by D. Panjana Adak and Pradipta Sankar Maithai, as well as LPG-operated fuel-efficient and clean porous radiant burner, application no. 20214704434 filed on May 14, 2022 by Indian Institute of Technology, Guwahati with Tejal Berniers India Private. Limited. 
This positive data results from several steps at the policy and enforcement levels. For instance, the National Intellectual Property Rights Policy, released in 2016 by the Ministry of Commerce and Industry Department of Industrial Policy and Promotion, states that steps will be undertaken to provide special incentives for creating IPRs in green technologies and manufacture of energy-efficient equipment. Further, in 2015, the government launched a technology acquisition and development fund under the National Manufacturing Policy to facilitate the acquisition of clean, green and energy-efficient technologies in the form of technology, customized products, specialized services, patents and industrial design. Under this scheme, the ministry facilitates the acquisition of clean green technologies by micro, small and medium units across the sectors through inter alia direct support for technology acquisition through a patent pool. In 2022, the Finance Ministry in India also announced an allocation of Rs. 24,000 crores towards incentivizing innovations that would fulfill the national solar energy requirements. These efforts have had a booming effect on the growth of green patents and the proliferation of green technologies in the country. However, the Indian innovation ecosystem has a long way to go to catch up with the developed countries in terms of promoting green technology patenting by providing lucrative incentives to inventors. Presently, India does not come in the list of the top countries producing large-scale renewable energy sources. Further, challenges that are regularly faced include the following, Green technologies are often expensive for small and medium enterprises, large transaction costs associated with the transfer of renewable technologies, green technologies' inventions are complex or difficult to define, and most technologies are improvements on existing know-how. Hence, they might fail a patentability test or may be granted a claim that is difficult to enforce. These challenges must be addressed at both a law and policy level, as well as the bureaucratic and procedural level. India's policymakers, thinkers, and corporate bodies must put the appropriate policies in place, which will financially, morally, and socially promote green patenting and thereby address the pressing challenges of climate change. Fast-track methods for prosecuting green patents and creating an ecosystem that would unite green patent owners with entrepreneurs should be the priority, enabling both innovation and smooth technology transfer. In today's day and age, where most countries, including India, are facing extraordinary natural challenges such as flash floods, hurricanes, earthquakes and forest fires, it is high time that governments worldwide are alarmed. There is a pressing need to shift the focus from purely post-disaster management to taking steps and formulating policies for reinventing and newly inventing technologies that are pocket-friendly and, most importantly, environmentally friendly. Incentivizing and fast-tracking green patents is undoubtedly one way to balance the need for environment restoration and the greed of the human race. Hopefully, this generation will act before it is too late. Same pages. Quarter page advertisement. HSMIP, Worldwide Services, Caribbean Specialists. Protect your brand names, logos, inventions, trade secrets, creative works and designs with help from the intellectual property, IP, experts. Portfolio management slash strategic advice. Renewals and annuities management. Clearance and availability searches. Dispute resolution slash enforcement. Prosecution services. Anti-counterfeiting. 
Kate Cleary, Intellectual Property Manager. Telephone, plus 1-345-815-7351. 68 Fort Street, Georgetown, P.O. Box 31726, KY1-1207. Kcleary at hsmoffice.com. www.hsmoffice.com, email, info at hsmoffice.com. Page 23. Article. Eurasian Patent Office, Your First Choice for IP Protection in Eurasia. Written by Dr. Grigory Ivliev, EAPO President and Dr. Alexei Vaknin, Partner and Managing Director at Vaknina and Partners, Russia. Author Bias. Dr. Grigory Ivliev. Dr. Grigory Ivliev is EAPO President. He is a former head of the Federal Service for Intellectual Property, Rospatent. Eurasian Patent Office, EAPO, is an executive body of the Eurasian Patent Organization, administering the regional patent registration system, covering eight countries of the Eurasian region. Member states, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Russia, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan. DR. Alexei Vaknin. Dr. Alexei Vaknin is a Eurasian patent attorney, patent and trademark attorney of the Russian Federation. Dr. Vaknin is a council member of the recently founded Assembly of Eurasian Patent Attorneys, vice president of the Chamber of Patent Attorneys of the Russian Federation, member of INTA, FICPI, AIPPI, Les Russia Alasi, PTMG, ECTA etc. Dr. Alexei Vaknin and Dr. Grigory Ivliev, the president of the Eurasian Patent Organization, have been discussing current developments in IP at EAPO. We are glad to introduce, prepared exclusively for the Global IP Matrix magazine, the summary of the essentials of the Eurasian patent system provided by the head of the EAPO, Dr. Ivliev and recent innovations at the EAPO. The Eurasian Patent Convention, which governs the operation of the Eurasian Patent System operates, was signed in 1994. Mr. Grigory Ivliev, could you tell us about this system and its features? The Eurasian Patent System is one of the largest regional patent systems in the world. It provides legal protection for inventions and industrial designs on the vast territory of the Eurasian continent, which covers more than 21 million square kilometers with a total GDP of about $1.8 trillion and a population of more than 810 million people. The Eurasian Patent Organization, hereinafter EAPO, was established to carry out administrative tasks related to the functioning of the Eurasian Patent System and the granting of Eurasian patents. Next year the EAPO will celebrate its 30th anniversary. The EAPO consists of eight states. Turkmenistan. The Republic of Belarus. The Republic of Tajikistan. The Russian Federation. The Republic of Kazakhstan. The Republic of Azerbaijan. The KYRGYZ Republic. The Republic of Armenia. The Eurasian patent is valid on the territory of eight EAPO member states. This is a cost-effective and simple procedure for obtaining protection by filing one application in one language and paying one set of fees.
that single window principle applies when filing an application for a Eurasian patent. It means that all stages of examination and granting of a unitary patent are carried out at the EAPO with the payment of one set of fees in one currency. If necessary, only one patent attorney is appointed to deal with the EAPO. The Eurasian patent does not require translations into national languages and additional validation in the EAPO member states. The unitary Eurasian patent for an invention is valid in all eight states from the date of its granting. It can be maintained on the territory of those countries where it is necessary for the right owner. It is necessary to pay annual fees in respect of the selected states. The validity term of a Eurasian patent for inventions is 20 years. The EAPO's mandate was initially limited to inventions. A protocol to the Eurasian Patent Convention, hereinafter EAPC, on the protection of industrial designs, hereinafter protocol to the EAPC, was signed in 2019, which expanded the EAPO's mandate to industrial designs. The EAPO has been accepting applications for industrial designs since June 1, 2022. The residents of almost two dozen countries have already used the system. They include residents of China, the USA, Germany, Canada, Japan, Turkey and others. Applicants from Russia file the largest number of applications for industrial designs. The regional system for the protection of industrial designs has retained all the advantages of the Eurasian patent system. They are a unified procedure, a unified language and a unified nature of the patent granted. The requirements for an application under the Eurasian system for legal protection of industrial designs have been fully streamlined. Such a Eurasian application may include up to 100 industrial designs, provided they belong to the same class of the International Classification of Industrial Designs ICID. At the same time, these design solutions do not have to be linked by a single inventive concept. Each industrial design may have its own specific features. The validity term of a Eurasian patent for industrial designs is five years and may be repeatedly extended. The total Eurasian patent term shall not exceed 25 years. The legal protection of industrial design is extended throughout the whole territory, and the procedure remains centralized even at the extension stage. Currently, the protocol to the EAPC is valid on the territory of seven states. Turkmenistan is working on its ratification. The EAPO implements Patent Prosecution Highway PPH, programs under bilateral agreements with a number of patent offices, Japan, JPO, the People's Republic of China, CNIPA, the Republic of Korea, KIPO, and the European Patent Office. Currently, we are negotiating with the patent offices of India and Brazil. Since July 1, 2022, the EAPO has been functioning as an international searching authority and an international preliminary examining authority within the Patent Cooperation Treaty, hereinafter PCT. The patent offices of seven countries have already recognized the EAPO as a competent office. The EAPO completed the first preparation phase for the reform of the PCT minimum documentation and updated the authority file of published patent documents according to the new approaches of the World Intellectual Property Organization, WIPO. How popular is the Eurasian patent system with applicants? During its 29 years of operation, 
the Eurasian patent system has been in constant demand. Currently, applicants from more than 130 countries use the Eurasian regional system, and more than 500 Eurasian patent attorneys represent their interests. I want to mention that the EAPO started to cooperate with the Assembly of Eurasian Patent Attorneys in April of this year. The Assembly has become an important source of information on the needs of applicants, businesses, and inventors, as well as a platform for the formation of a consolidated opinion of patent attorneys on the improvement of regulations and approaches to examination. In general, the numbers of Eurasian applications are stable. In 2022, we recorded 3,731 applications. This is the largest number of applications in the last 10 years. On average, more than 3,600 applications are filed, and more than 2,700 Eurasian patents for inventions are granted annually. The EAPO has already received over 70,000 applications for Eurasian patents for inventions. The 70,000th application has been received under the PCT from the Indian pharmaceutical company Unichem Laboratories for a protein for the treatment of neurodegenerative diseases. The Eurasian Anniversary Patent No. 44,000 was granted to inventors from the People's Republic of China in July this year. Beijing R Robotics Technology Company, Ltd. Registered a length-adjustable lower limb structure and an exoskeleton robot that helps patients move and control movements. The USA, Russia and European countries such as Switzerland, Germany, the UK, Denmark, Belgium, and the Netherlands have the largest number of applications. Applicants from China demonstrate significant results. They are ranked 11th in the number of Eurasian applications for inventions three or four years ago. According to the 2022 results, they are among the top five countries. Applicants from Japan are also among the top 10 active users. What areas of EAPO's activities are of particular importance to you? Applicants and rights holders are of the utmost importance to us. We recognize the importance of providing the users of the Eurasian system with the highest quality products and services offered by the EAPO. The EAPO has set up a two-level quality management system for the examination of Eurasian patent applications, aimed at identifying deficiencies, their analysis, and the development of appropriate corrective or preventive measures. The quality management system covers all areas of the patent granting process. Therefore, we achieve the greatest results. I can proudly say that the Eurasian patent is a reliable patent. The number of objections is relatively small. The number of administrative revocations of the Eurasian patent is only 0.04% of the total number of patents granted per year. We are committed to maintaining a high level of user satisfaction with the Eurasian patent system. We create a personal account in the EAPO online system for each applicant. It allows for continuous interaction between the user and the EAPO employee at all stages of patenting and provides consulting services. It is important to note that we take part in court proceedings once the Eurasian patent has been granted to ensure the correct application of the EAPO acts and clarify the methodology of examination. We are optimizing our work in processing applications, conducting examinations, organizing administrative processes, and considering new digital technologies. 
We started interacting with applicants in digital form while allowing them to submit documents on paper at their request. Since November 1, 2022, applicants can disclose the gist of their object in both Eurasian applications for inventions and industrial designs. Eurasian applications can now include 3D models. This is an excellent opportunity for applicants to demonstrate all the essential features of their concept. We rely on the WIPO standard for digital 3D models and 3D images, art. 91. Moreover, we started granting Eurasian patents in digital form last year. They are available in users' personal accounts and on the website. The EAPO has launched a large-scale project to develop an integrated information system. This will be a solution with the most advanced technologies, including artificial intelligence, which will bring digital interaction with applicants to a qualitatively new level. This will make the process of obtaining a Eurasian patent even more attractive for Eurasian and foreign applicants. Page 26. Advertisement. 2023 AIPPI World Congress, Istanbul, 22-25 October 2023. Join IP experts from around the world at the 2023 AIPPI World Congress on 22-25 October 2023 in Istanbul the city where Europe meets Asia, and ancient meets modern. Register at www.aippicongress.org. Page 27. Segment. Empowering the future of IP in Anguilla and the Caribbean. Sponsored by Complete Intellectual Property Services, Keisha Fleming Lake PLLC. Ms. Keisha Fleming Lake, Managing Attorney at Complete Intellectual Property Services, Anguilla. Keisha Fleming Lake is an experienced IP attorney who has provided legal services to clients for over 20, 20, years. Keisha started her legal career in the United States as an associate attorney for a major law firm, where she provided legal advice to Fortune 500 companies. Keisha returned to law school and completed Caribbean legal studies at the Eugene Dupuc Law School in the Bahamas where she obtained her legal education certificate. Following this accomplishment, she practiced law in Anguilla, thereby developing her skills and understanding of the Caribbean region's legal system. With her academic achievements, legal certifications, career advancement and extensive experience. In practicing law both in the Caribbean and the United States, Keisha is skilled in navigating all aspects of intellectual property law. Her understanding of the legal system in the Caribbean has positioned her to develop the expertise necessary to build and continually expand her practice in the region, with a footprint covering the Caribbean region in over 29 jurisdictions servicing clients in English, Spanish, and French. Keisha is known and respected among her peers for her diverse knowledge and skills in her primary practice areas. She is a registered attorney in the United States, Michigan, Florida, and Missouri, as well as in the Caribbean, Anguilla, Antigua and Barbuda, and St. Kitts and Nevis. Keisha has focused her practice on specializing in both intellectual property and corporate law matters. Keisha Fleming Lake. Keisha at CompleteIPServices.com. 
www.completeipservices.com. Page 28. Article. Anti-counterfeiting measures in the Caribbean. Written by Keisha Fleming Lake, Managing Attorney at Complete Intellectual Property Services, Anguilla. The issue of importation, sale and widespread distribution of counterfeit goods is of concern for the entire world, and the Caribbean is no exception. Although not every island in the Caribbean jurisdiction is a known destination for counterfeit goods, the close geographical proximity between the island nations and territories and the improvements in shipping and transportation between the individual island markets make the counterfeit issue a serious concern for the region overall. This is particularly true since, for the most part, the islands are heavily imported and consumption-oriented, with limited domestic production. Furthermore, the islands have only limited resources available to them to protect their citizens, residents and visitors from the dangers posed by counterfeit medicines and other unsafe goods. There is also the potential for substantial economic loss in the communities resulting from imports of lower-value counterfeit goods at the higher prices meant for genuine articles. Furthermore, unwitting businesses, playing a key role in their respective islands' economies and already having to compete in relatively small markets or low-income environments, may find themselves suffering seizure of counterfeit inventory that they unknowingly imported and the cost of which they can ill afford to lose. These businesses may also find themselves embroiled in litigation with the potential to drive them out of business with attendant economic loss and social disruption. Traveling from island to island makes for ease of transfer of counterfeit products from one island to another. The main types of counterfeit goods that enter the region include apparel, clothing, bags, shoes, liquor, cigarettes, pharmaceutical products, cosmetics, electronics, phone accessories, DVDs, CDS, perfumes, and jewelry. These goods are being imported into the region for sale online, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp and in storefronts for retail, as well as wholesale for further distribution into the respective communities. Copying of copyrighted works in some jurisdictions where music, paintings or artwork and recordings are copyrighted, mainly in CD and DVD media, is not unusual or infrequent. The supply of counterfeit computer software is also known to exist, though on a minor scale. The quantity of counterfeit goods varies depending on the port of importation, with direct shipping access from Europe and the Asian market being key factors. Larger island nations within the region, such as Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, and the Dominican Republic, and regionally significant air and sea hubs, such as St. Martin and Curaçao, see a much larger importation of counterfeit goods. These islands may not have the policing and detection resources available to the key regional United States hub of Puerto Rico. Smaller islands see fewer counterfeit products entering the market but must be equally vigilant and concerned enough to have in place anti-counterfeit measures, including competent policing operating within a strong legislative framework. The distribution and consumption of counterfeit goods should be a concern for the region as this practice can have serious health and safety implications on the small communities that can be significantly affected, with even a small quantity of counterfeit products entering the fragile communities there is a need for a more specific legislative approach. Most Caribbean islands lack the effective legislation necessary to combat the importation of counterfeit goods into the region effectively. 
While some islands have taken recent steps to strengthen their laws to enable more effective action against major importation of counterfeit items, others still lack the legal framework necessary to cost-effectively prosecute efforts to prevent or stem the flow of counterfeit goods into their markets. In the Caribbean, there is not a consistent blanket approach to combat the importation of counterfeit goods to the region. Some jurisdictions have passed specific anti-counterfeit legislation to address the issue. In contrast, others rely on their trademarks and customs legislation and the provisions included in those pieces of legislation that are designed to protect registered trademarks from infringement. In Anguilla for example, anti-counterfeit measures are covered in the Local Trademarks Act and the Customs Act. Authority is given to the controller of customs to seize all counterfeit goods. Under the Customs Act, any goods seized may be destroyed. The Trademarks Act, R.S.A. C.T. 30 grants power to the controller of customs to retain counterfeit and pirated goods upon their arrival in Anguilla. Other island nations and territories, including St. Lucia and the Cayman Islands, also have similar provisions in their trademarks legislation. Some countries, including Jamaica, have legislation in place where a trademark proprietor may start civil proceedings against an infringer, and the prosecutor can bring criminal action. Therefore, both criminal and civil proceedings are available according to the legislation that is in place. Trinidad and Tobago has implemented stronger anti-counterfeit provisions in its recently enacted legislation strengthening border enforcement measures to combat the importation of counterfeit goods. On the other hand, Turks and Caicos have a much less formal legislative approach. Challenges to the enforcement of anti-counterfeiting measures The lack of adequate legislation is just one obstacle within the Caribbean jurisdiction for effective implementation of anti-counterfeit measures. Brand owners, trademark practitioners, border enforcement officers and police officers all share similar challenges that come about from the growth and advancement in manufacturing technology, the improvement in shipment and packaging of goods arriving into the region, and the lack of training of the personnel who are the enforcers on the front line. Counterfeiters are becoming increasingly sophisticated in the production of counterfeit goods. The ability to detect a product that is fake requires a trained eye, experience, and help from brand owners. Counterfeit products are being produced with similar quality to the original product, a similar look to the original product or, in some cases, exactly like the same product to the point that determining if the product is fake is sometimes only possible with some other identifying mechanism. Brand owners must be directly involved and have distinguishing characteristics in place. The burden is on the brand owner to communicate the distinguishing characteristics of the authentic, genuine goods to enforcement officers. In some instances, depending on the quality of the fake products and the impact on the brand, Brand owners must invest financial resources in the seizure operation to ensure that it is effective before the fake product reaches the market. Funding for training is limited in most jurisdictions. Training of customs officers is especially important and necessary as the actions of counterfeiters are becoming more sophisticated due to technology and the growth of the counterfeit goods trade. Anti-counterfeiting efforts in the Caribbean are stifled by the lack of funding to train personnel adequately and the absence of technology policing to address online purchases. Anti-counterfeit measures are not a priority of many government entities in the Caribbean region. 
Many agencies do not allocate the funding needed to train customs agents or establish a formal means to address counterfeiting on an ongoing basis. Therefore, the burden is on the proprietor of the mark to register the mark and then follow the legislative procedures in place to address counterfeiting. Cultural Implications on Anti-Counterfeit Measures In the Caribbean region, culture plays a significant part in the successful importation and distribution of goods in the communities. The culture is such that the demand for brand-name goods, especially clothes, shoes, bags, and cosmetics, is very high, especially among the younger population. This demand creates a market for infringing goods similar in look and quality that can enter the market for a much cheaper price. Consumers are minded to pay far less for a product that is fake if there is enough similarity to the authentic product for it to be mistaken as an authentic article. Knowing this, small retail store owners welcome the opportunity to sell the product in smaller quantities over a longer period of time. This may be more prevalent in the smaller islands with smaller populations. Importing and selling smaller quantities of counterfeit goods presents a challenge for the local enforcers to engage the support of brand owners who may not want to invest financial resources to seize and destroy smaller quantities of counterfeit goods. Therefore, the existing legislation must be put to work, especially in jurisdictions where smaller quantities may be more prevalent. In Anguilla, for example, under Section 40 of the Trademark Act, local authorities can assist with anti-counterfeit measures that can result in the seizure of smaller quantities of counterfeit goods, should the need arise. Seizure would be most effective at the border before the products enter the retail market. Efforts by brand owners to provide notice to the controller of customs related to the protected trademark and possible importation of counterfeit goods would have a positive impact. The controller along with the trademark registrar may act using the information provided. Need for additional measures to support the legislative framework. The enactment of anti-counterfeiting legislation in the Caribbean alone is not sufficient. While it is a very important step in combating the increasingly sophisticated counterfeit goods trade, legislation must be supported by other measures, including purposeful and competent enforcement, in order to be effective. This is especially needed in smaller islands where resources are limited, and the importation may be in relatively small quantities at a time such that law enforcement may otherwise perceive the issue as being of low priority for them in the face of other more pressing societal challenges. For example, the implementation of formal procedures for trademark owners to register their marks for border enforcement against counterfeit goods could help the Customs and Border Patrol more easily identify counterfeit goods. A system of periodic surveys in the market would help local enforcement personnel identify which counterfeit items are more present or prevalent in the community. Local enforcement authorities and brand owners must coordinate efforts in a number of ways, especially during the enforcement of seizure orders. Adequate resources must go towards training and strengthening the framework of customs. Furthermore, trademark registration is an important factor in enforcement and in identifying genuine goods. Page 31. Advertisement. Complete Intellectual Property Services, Keisha Fleming Lake PLLC. Complete Intellectual Property Services. www.completeipservices.com. Our firm provides intellectual property law services in the Caribbean region. Contact. 
Complete Intellectual Property Services, Florida. 110 Front Street, Suite 300 Jupiter, Florida, 33477. United States of America. Info at CompleteIPServices.com. Telephone, 561-769-5091. Complete Intellectual Property Services, Anguilla. Calvin W. Lake Commercial Building. Suite 10, The Valley, Anguilla, AI 2640. Info at CompleteIPServices.com Telephone, 264-476-1254 With a compass as our logo, we navigate our clients through the Caribbean region on intellectual property law matters. Page 32 Advertisement BIP Asia Business of IP in Asia 7th to 8th of December 2023, Hong Kong IP and Innovation, Steering New Economic Growth BIPAsiaForum.com Exclusive 60% discount for readers of the global IP Matrix magazine Promo code MPMNOM236 Page 33 Article Unleashing St. Lucia's Intellectual Property Potential, Preserving Culture, Fostering Innovation, and Empowering Creators Written by Natalie G. Augustine, Legal Practitioner at Glitz Law, St. Lucia. Introduction. Nestled in the Eastern Caribbean Sea, St. Lucia is not only known for its breathtaking landscapes but also holds a remarkable treasure trove of intellectual property, IP. From its vibrant cultural heritage to emerging industries, this idyllic island boasts a wealth of intellectual assets waiting to be harnessed for the benefit of its people. When one thinks of intellectual property, a private concern or innovator usually comes to mind. Still, in this article, we will explore the diverse aspects of intellectual property and highlight its significance in shaping St. Lucia's future as a whole, both culturally and economically. Preserving St. Lucia's Cultural Intellectual Property St. Lucia prides itself on its rich cultural heritage, encompassing traditional music, dance forms, folklore, and handicrafts. The preservation and protection of these intangible and tangible assets are crucial for maintaining the island's unique identity. Organizations such as the Cultural Development Foundation and the Folk Research Center have taken the lead in safeguarding and licensing this cultural knowledge, ensuring fair recognition and compensation for the creators. By taking proactive measures to register and protect traditional cultural expressions, St. Lucia can preserve its cultural legacy for future generations. The wearing of traditional dress in vibrant madras colors brings the month of October alive and reminds us of its Creole heritage. The creation of a new rhythm in music dubbed the Denry segment has transcended borders and reached music houses around the world. Fostering innovation and research and development, Randy. Intellectual property rights play a crucial role in promoting innovation and encouraging research and development activities in St. Lucia. In collaboration with the private sector, the government has taken steps to foster a culture of innovation on the island. Initiatives such as providing IP education, offering grants to inventors, and establishing research centers across different sectors have been implemented to support the growth of innovative ideas and inventions. 
With this governmental support, young persons have found ingenious and unique uses for otherwise destructive and overpowering social challenges, such as the unwelcome sargassum defacing the island's coastline by turning it into and exporting it as fertilizer. Encouraging innovation will not only enhance St. Lucia's global competitiveness but also drive economic growth by creating new industries and job opportunities. Increased IP-focused innovation should generally benefit the renewable energy, agriculture and tourism sectors. Overcoming IP challenges in the tourism industry The tourism industry is the backbone of St. Lucia's economy, attracting visitors from around the world. Intellectual property protection plays a crucial role in ensuring sustainable tourism by safeguarding local cultural products, traditional knowledge, and geographical indications. However, challenges such as copyright and trademark infringements persist. Increased awareness of intellectual property rights among stakeholders in the tourism industry is vital, along with stricter enforcement measures to prevent unauthorized use of trademarks, copyrights, and traditional knowledge by visitors uber keen to take back and thereafter exploit items enjoyed whilst on the island. By addressing these challenges, St. Lucia can enhance the overall tourism experience while protecting the rights and interests of its creators. With a better national understanding of what intellectual property rights entail, policing infringements can become the duty and purview of all St. Lucians at home and when they visit elsewhere. International collaboration and trade agreements. St. Lucia's involvement in international intellectual property frameworks and agreements, such as the World Intellectual Property Organization, WIPO, and the trade-related aspects of intellectual property rights, TRIPS, is crucial in unlocking its intellectual property potential. These agreements provide ample opportunities for technological transfer, foreign direct investment, and global recognition of unique IP assets. Aligning with international standards and actively participating in IP-related collaborations and partnerships will further enhance St. Lucia's position in the global knowledge-based economy. More profound allegiances are being formed between the 15 member state islands of the Caribbean community, CARICOM. With this, tighter protection of and respect for the goods and services traversing the community borders will be required. Supporting St. Lucian artists and creative industries. Copyright protection is pivotal in supporting the growth of St. Lucia's creative industries, including visual arts, literature, music, and film. Organizations such as the St. Lucia Writers Forum and local copyright offices such as the Eastern Caribbean Collective Society for Music Rights, ECCO, contribute to strengthening IP protection for artists, creators, and entrepreneurs. By ensuring proper copyright registration and enforcement, St. Lucian artists can gain recognition and fair compensation for their work. Reciprocal agreements with collective management organizations throughout the world have allowed for the repertoires of locally copyrighted music to be licensed by societies worldwide, gaining protection and remuneration for producers and performers. Additionally, collaboration between the creative industries and the tourism sector can enhance cultural tourism experiences, boosting the local economy while promoting the unique cultural heritage of St. Lucia. Conclusion St. Lucia possesses immense intellectual property potential, ready to be unleashed for the benefit of its people and its economy. St. Lucia can build a thriving intellectual property ecosystem by preserving cultural heritage, fostering innovation, 
addressing IP challenges in the tourism industry, engaging in international collaborations, and supporting local artists and creative industries. Safeguarding intellectual property will not only preserve the island's unique identity but also empower its citizens to thrive in the global knowledge-based economy. As St. Lucia moves forward, prioritizing intellectual property rights will be vital in shaping a sustainable and prosperous future for the island and its people. Page 35. Advertisement. Danny Williams & Company. Established Grenadian law firm. We offer you more than just a law firm. Our practice areas include trademark and patent law, intellectual property, corporate law, real estate, government approval, business consultancy, conveyancing and property law, civil litigation, family law, probate and administration of estates. Telephone 1473-440-3107. USA phone. 1-347-434-5161 WhatsApp 1-473-415-3100 Email tm at dannywilliamsandco.com Website www.dannywilliamsandco.com Page 36 Advertisement Global Intellectual Property Convention 15th GIPC, New Delhi, 4th to 5th of January, 2024. Unleash your IP potential. Innovate, protect, scale. 4th to 5th of January, 2024 at JW Marriott. New Delhi, India. www.globalipconvention.com Email info at gipc.in Page 37 Article. A new dawn in Qatar trademark law and practice with the adoption of the GCC trademark law. Written by Jihad Al-Hassan, founder and CEO at Jar & Company. IP, Doha, Qatar. The Gulf Cooperation Council, GCC, is a political and economic alliance of six Middle Eastern countries, Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. One of the aims of the GCC is to enhance cooperation in various sectors, including intellectual property. Trademark laws in the GCC countries were not entirely harmonized until relatively recently. Each member state had its own set of regulations and practices governing trademarks. To address this issue, there were efforts to create a unified trademark law within the GCC. This proposed law aimed to streamline trademark registration and protection procedures, making it easier and more consistent for businesses to register and enforce their trademarks across the member states under unified procedures and practices. The GCC trademark law was first proposed by the GCC General Secretariat and received approval from the GCC Trade Cooperation Committee in 1987. In 2006 and 2013, Additional modifications to the trademark law were endorsed by the GCC Supreme Council and subsequently published in the GCC Official Gazette. While the trademark law had been established as a legal framework at the GCC level, its implementation within each GCC member state required each sovereign state through a decree or a law to adopt the same and publish it to take effect. Qatar, via the Ministerial Decision No. 
56 of 2023, is the latest GCC member state to officially adopt the GCC trademark law on July 9, 2023, notified officially by publication in the official Gazette, No. 9 of 2023, along with the implementing regulations in relation thereto. Qatar has thus become the fifth member state to adopt the law, following Oman, 2017, Bahrain, 2016, Saudi Arabia, 2016, and Kuwait, which was the initial country to adopt it in 2015. By adopting the GCC trademarks implementing regulations, Qatar has replaced the provisions concerning trademarks related to its national TM law in Law No. 9 of 2002 with respect to trademarks, trade indications, trade names, geographical indications and industrial designs and templates, Law No. 9 of 2002, which will result in significant practice changes, including changes to official fees. The decision sets forth revised time limits for trademark registration processes, generally shorter than those stipulated in the old law. A comparison of the primary deadlines shows the notable reductions as per below. The examination period should be 90 days starting from the filing date as per Article 12 of the law and 6 of the regulations. If an application is accepted with conditions, the applicant has two options. 1. They can appeal the decision within 60 days before the appeals committee, or, 2. They can conform to the condition within 90 days, otherwise, the application will be treated as abandoned as per Article 12 of the law and 6 of the regulations. The applicant has 60 days from the date of notification to file an appeal against the decision of the trademark office rejecting the application or imposing requirements or amendments before the appeal committee in accordance with Article 13 of the law and 7 of the regulations. Article 13 of the law and 9 of the regulations provides 60 days to appeal the appeal committee's decision before the court. Once an acceptance decision of the trademark is issued, the applicant has 30 days from notification to pay the publication fees, otherwise, the application will lapse as codified in Article 14 of the law and 10 of the regulations. As per Article 14 of the law and 12, 1, of the regulations, the opposition period has been reduced from 4 months to 60 days, and the same period is granted for filing a counter-opposition to defend an application. Article 15 of the law provides 30 days to appeal an opposition decision before the court. The trademark is considered accepted for registration once the 60 days of the opposition is concluded if no adverse action is filed against the application and the registration fees in relation thereto are to be settled within 30 days from the end of the opposition period. Article 16 of the law and 14 of the regulations clarify this. Adopting the new regulation also changes the official fees, increasing and decreasing the fees for certain services. A few notable changes have been compared as per below. The filing fees of regular trademarks were maintained, but the filing fees for series marks doubled from 1500 QAR to 3000 QAR in addition to their registration fees, increasing from 300 QAR to 5000 QAR. Publication fees for a trademark per class have been increased to 500 QAR from 325 QAR, along with registration fees which have been increased from 2025 QAR to 3000 QAR. While the renewal fees increased by 1000 QAR to 3000 QAR, 
The late renewal fees were reduced from 1500 QAR to 4000 QAR. A dramatic increase in assignment fees to 1500 QAR from 525 QAR was observed, but license registration with publication was almost halved from 5025 QAR to 2500 QAR. Amendment, correction of particulars, addition to or completion of a trademark application or registration have also had changes to them. Having a uniform law throughout the GCC has helped brand owners manage their portfolios in this region to obtain the same level of protection. Also, the definition of a trademark now includes color marks, sound marks and smell marks and the potential for the adoption of multi-class applications where previously separate applications had to be filed for the mark in each class. The recognition of famous trademarks that are well-known, even if they are unregistered, are also salient features of the law. Still, their actual implementation is yet to be clarified by the TMO. We believe this new change will usher in positive outcomes and facilitate a harmonized protection regime in the long term. Page 39. Advertisement. Our story. Jaw intellectual property. Our mission. To empower individuals, businesses, and creators by safeguarding their innovative ideas and fostering an environment of respect for intellectual property rights. Through our deep expertise, proactive approach, and commitment to staying at the forefront of legal developments, we aim to offer tailored solutions that maximize the value of intellectual assets. Our journey. Since 1999 by the CEO and founder. Since its inception, JAH Intellectual Property has adhered to a clear strategy and focused vision. By prioritizing clients' interests and rights at our core, we consistently aim to meet and often exceed their expectations, propelling our steady growth. This positions us as a leading international full-spectrum IP services provider in the MENA region. Website www.jawcoip.com Page 40. Advertisement. The Women's IP World Podcast, hosted by Michelle S. Katz, founding partner at Advitam IP, LLC. Women's IP World Podcast Season 3, tune in now. Celebrating women who work in IP, IP law and innovation. Tune into your host Michelle Katz on the Women's IP World Podcast Season 3 throughout 2023. Expect some influential women leaders to join Michelle as a guest throughout the year who have made an impactful stamp on the intellectual property industry. Listen online at www.womensipworld.com Page 41. Article. Long-awaited administrative procedure coming into force in Turkey, revocation of trademarks due to non-use. Written by Reza Ferhan Kagurgan, Managing Partner at Kagurgan Law Firm, Turkey. In Turkey, trademarks have been protected under the provisions of the Industrial Property Code, the Code, since its enactment in 2017. Whilst the Code entered into force on the date of publication on 10 January 2017, implementation of some articles has been postponed, including Article 26, which transfers the authority for revocation of trademarks from the courts to the Turkish Patent and Trademark Office, the Office. Article 25 of the Code regulates the invalidity of a trademark, and Article 26 regulates the revocation of a trademark. If there are absolute or relative grounds for refusal, the trademark is decided to be invalidated. 
Invalidation is retroactive, and a trademark will be deemed to have never existed at all. On the other hand, revocation is effective prospectively and will have consequences from the moment of the decision. The circumstances requiring the revocation of a trademark are listed in Article 26 of the Code, and it is stated, among others, that upon request, the revocation of the trademark shall be decided by the office in the existence of conditions set out in the first paragraph of the Article 9. According to Article 9 of the Code regulating the use of the trademark, if, within a period of five years following the date of registration, the trademark has not been put to genuine use in Turkey by the trademark proprietor in connection with the goods or services in respect of which it is registered, or if such use has been suspended during an uninterrupted period of five years, the trademark shall be revoked, unless there are proper reasons for non-use. It is stated in 192 that Article 26 shall enter into force after seven years from the date of publication, it has and is continued to be in the sole authority of the courts to decide a trademark to be revoked due to non-use which is to be changed soon on the date of 10 January 2024 when the seven years postponement period will come to an end. Furthermore, it has been ruled by a provisional article of the Code that the authority of cancellation shall be exercised by the courts in line with the procedure and rules in Article 26 within this seven years of transition period. The courts shall conclude the cancellation proceedings, ongoing at the courts, on 10 January 2024. It is a significant change in the Turkish trademark system that a relatively less complex cancellation proceeding, such as a non-use action, is expected to be solved efficiently within months instead of long-standing court trials that last for years. It is indeed a very long proceeding which may even last up to 5 to 10 years, including appeals periods at second-instance regional courts and at the Court of Cassation which is certainly not feasible for a case in which the burden of proof is on the defendant and especially if there is no evidence that the trademark in question is in use. The costs of proceedings at an administrative level before the office against a litigation action before the court are also beyond compare. In addition to time and cost efficiency, it can be foreseen that a quicker revocation of unused trademarks would prevent several court actions due to repeat mark registrations. It is also a major issue in Turkey that trademark owners facing non-use cancellation actions file new applications for the same mark, using the slowness of litigation proceedings, forcing plaintiffs to file further court actions for each new repeat mark registration and trying to render the court decisions meaningless after years of trials. In this new system, it is expected from the office that all these issues are concluded at the administrative level within the office without any need for litigation. Namely, an opposition filed against a repeat mark by a claimant of a non-use action can be solved together, which would undoubtedly encourage right holders to seek remedies in an efficient system. It is also much debated that the registry is full of unused trademarks where many people and corporations would like to register and use the same on their new goods and services but are unable to register due to ex officio refusals grounding on these unused trademarks and do not bother to initiate long-standing litigation proceedings. There is no doubt that the new administrative procedure would increase the number of non-use actions, assist in the clearance of the trademark registry and provide an opportunity for the ones to register and use these trademarks. Although there may be some difficulties and challenges in practice after the initiation of this new procedure, it is expected that the office will publish new regulations and guidelines when necessary to clarify potential new issues. 
Consequently, we hope this new system will bring a better and more efficient remedy for the one seeking cancellation grounding on the non-use of a trademark in Turkey. Page 43. Advertisement. The Global IP Matrix Magazine. IP news direct from industry thought leaders. Analysis reports innovation. IP trends. Legislation. IP strategy. Trademark law. Patent law. Copyright law. Brand protection. Plus much, much more. Make the global IP matrix part of your marketing strategy in 2024. Contact us today to share your industry news stories. Email info at gipmatrix.com or call plus 44-0203-813-0457. Available in print, digital, and audio format. Page 44. Article. Emerging Patterns in Buying and Selling Trademarks. Written by Gavin Hyde-Blake, co-founder at Redcoin IP, UK. The Redcoin IP platform for buying and selling registered trademarks has been running for six months. It has been positively received internationally and has seen some exciting developments in its short life so far. The platform is still very much in its early days, and users are still getting used to the many aspects of it, the concept of buying and selling IP being just one of them. This article will look a little more closely at the emerging patterns, threads and developments emerging from buyers, sellers, and other interested parties that are becoming increasingly apparent, there are lessons that brand owners and IP professionals can take away, whether they are approaching the platform as a buyer or seller. We have been asked several times if we plan to go beyond trademarks, we do and hope to widen the platform to include domains, patents, and designs and introduce a licensing option too. Exciting times. IP is a global market. We have had interest from buyers and sellers from around the world. The reaction from attendees at INTA in Singapore was both encouraging and educational, as it showed that there is a worldwide interest in a marketplace that is both global and local, albeit one that is seen differently with regional and cultural variations in approach. The view of IP as an asset that can be sold and acquired varies widely around the world. In the East, it is a commonly acknowledged and practiced act, the further westwards one looks around the globe, the less common the practice becomes. However, it is becoming increasingly common in the West, as shown in recent distressed sales of Kathkidston, whose intellectual property and domain names were acquired by Next for £8.5 million. In contrast, Tesco acquired the IP of Paperchase for a reported six-figure sum. Neither of the purchases involved the acquisition of the shops, just the IP. We are seeing strong interest from Far Eastern buyers, particularly on the buy side. Still, they are increasingly heavily represented on the selling side, we have an excellent portfolio of South Korean marks available on the site, and a further large number coming onstream from India shortly. We also have interest from other European buyers and sellers, with discussions ongoing with several large FTSE 100 companies to list parts of their unused portfolios. Plan ahead. As anyone who works within a large company will know, there is often a long gap between the idea and the execution. So it is with the decision-making process around selling or renewing a trademark. And the expiry date is an unmovable point. 
Trademarks can take up to a year to sell, so it is essential that you list a mark with at least a year left before the renewal date, which means beginning the planning stage up to a year before that. Tell us what marks you want. One aspect we were slightly surprised about was the willingness of companies to approach us unsolicited and ask if we can help get marks listed that they can buy. Two of the more recent calls have been for marks in classes 3, 5, 10, 12 and 25 from France, Italy, Argentina and Spain, and a potential buyer looking for marks in class 5, and class 3, perhaps, in Central and Eastern Europe and the CE countries. We can use our existing contacts and social media network to advertise these more widely and channel the marks through to the buyers, as well as make them available more widely. We are working on a way to automate this process for users, but until that is up and running, people can still email us to ask if we can help them. How much should a mark be listed for? One of the questions we are being asked most frequently relates to how much a mark should be listed for or what would be the best price to ensure a sale. The valuation of a trademark is a difficult one. As an intangible asset, it may be too specific or limited, either by the text or classification, to generate a hefty price tag. Still, you could get enough return to cover the initial filing costs and a leftover profit. If a portfolio includes several such marks, the gain could be significant. As with many intangibles, think domain names for a similar product where the price is difficult to settle on, the value is what a buyer will pay for it. Pushing out the sales listing onto social media, both those of Redcoin IP and the seller's social media platforms, will get the listing in front of a wider audience, which increases the chances of it being seen by a potential purchaser. What can we learn from this all? The idea of monetizing IP or IP as an asset has been around as long as IP has been. Still, a platform like Redcoin IP gives a new insight into some aspects of how the IP profession uses them, from the different cultural approaches to the perceived values they have. As the Redcoin platform grows and develops, many more insights will come to light, and there will be more data to examine, including some basic points on the differences in the valuation of marks of different styles and different classes and territories. We will broadcast these findings as more data comes in, allowing you to focus your advice on IP strategy for those marks at the end of their life cycle. Page 46. Advertisement. Women's IP World Annual 2024. Join the industry's number one annual publication. Celebrating the works and achievements of women working in IP, IP law and innovation. www.womensipworld.com Available in print, digital, and audio format. If you would like to be involved in the 2024 edition, please call plus 44-0203-813-0457 or email info at womensipworld.com. Page 47 Article. Protection of IPR at the Borders, Customs Enforcement Procedures in Sri Lanka and Consumer Protection Unit of Sri Lanka Customs. Written by Anomi Wanagasekra, partner and Sabira Sharif, Senior Associate at Julius and Creasy, Sri Lanka. Counterfeiting and piracy have become global threats in the modern-day context, and all stakeholders and holders of intellectual property rights, IPR, are looking forward to more expeditious and effective mechanisms to prevent the abuse of their IPR. 
In the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, European Union Intellectual Property Office, EUIPO, report published in 2021, with the title Global Trade in Fakes, A Worrying Threat, Illicit Trade, Trade in Counterfeit and Pirated Goods Estimated to as much as 464 billion US dollars, up to 2.5% of world trade as of the year 2019. Counterfeiting and piracy attract criminality, and the negative impact on governments, businesses, and the public in the contemporary is more serious than ever, evoking the need for an efficient mechanism to prevent such illegal activities. Sri Lanka is no exception, and counterfeits could be found in almost all industries, including pharmaceuticals posing a serious health, safety and environmental threat. All aspects of IPR in Sri Lanka are governed by the Intellectual Property Act, No. 36 of 2003, IP Act. It is noteworthy that Sri Lanka is a party to all key international instruments in relation to IPR, including the Berne Convention, Paris Convention and most importantly, the TRIPS Agreement. Generally, IPR enforcement in Sri Lanka is through the court and at present, due to the delays in enforcement of IPR through conventional means, i.e. legal proceedings, the need for an alternate mechanism to enforce IPR has arisen. IPR and Sri Lanka Customs The importation and exportation of counterfeit trademark goods, pirated copyright goods, or any other goods in contravention of the provisions of the IP Act is prohibited. The importation and exportation of counterfeit trademark goods or pirated copyright goods, or any other goods in contravention of the provisions of the IP Act shall be prohibited in terms of Section 125A. Further, suspension of the counterfeit trademark or pirated copyright goods or of any other goods in contravention of the right holders' rights under the IP Act by customs authorities is provided for through the introduction of Section 125b. However, it is noteworthy that the provisions of Sections 125a and 125b shall not apply to small quantities of goods of a non-commercial nature contained in a traveller's personal luggage or forwarded in small consignments. Types of intellectual property covered by the customs include trademarks, copyright, industrial designs patents and GIs. Prohibited goods referred to above shall be disposed of outside the channels of commerce or, if such disposal damages the interests of the owner of any right protected under the IP Act, be destroyed. A trademark registered at the National Intellectual Property Office, NIPO, can be registered with customs. Sri Lanka Customs Consumer Protection Unit, CPU. Sri Lanka Customs has a special unit called the Consumer Protection Unit, CPU, which aims to combat counterfeiting and piracy. This unit was established in 2011 and functions under the Social Protection Directorate of Sri Lanka Customs with the goal towards controlling and monitoring the quality and standards of imported and exported goods in line with the regulations and standards of the country and also aiming inter alia at the protection of consumer rights, implementation of IPR at the borders, control illicit trade and enable legitimate international trade etc. Counterfeit goods are considered prohibited goods and they cannot be imported or exported knowingly or otherwise. Customs empowered to act on an application to suspend or act ex officio. The owner of any IPR may make an application to the Director General of Customs, DG, 
in the prescribed form requesting the suspension of clearance of suspected counterfeit or pirated imported goods as well as the exportation of such suspected goods. The DG has the discretion to accept or reject such applications, and if rejected, the grounds to be notified. If accepted, prima facie evidence of infringement is required for a suspension. The detention is initially for a period of 14 days which is extendable at the discretion of the DG. The importer or exported as the case may be, and the applicant to be forthwith notified. Importantly, within 14 days of receipt of notice of detention, the applicant is required to file a court action in respect of the release of the goods. Failure will result in the release of the goods provided that all other requirements of importation or exportation are complied. Also, obtain any provisional relief by the court within 10 days of notice. With an order of court, the importer or exported or IPR holder may inspect the detained goods. Destruction or disposal will be on the order of the court at the expense of the party found guilty. Likewise, in case of wrongful detention on an order of court, the innocent party would be compensated. Interestingly, the customs, on its own initiative, may suspend the importation or exportation of goods in respect of which it has acquired prima facie evidence that an IPR has been or may be infringed. The IPR holder will be notified and requested for assistance or any information, including technical expertise etc. Pursuant to an inquiry, as the case may be, the goods will be released or disposed of by destruction or such other manner as provided for. Conclusive remarks for rights holders. Therefore, registration of IPR with customs could be considered very effective for enforcement at the border level. Most importantly, if your IPR is registered in Sri Lanka, it's highly recommended that a customs registration be pursued too. Page 49. Article. Ukraine's Copyright Landscape for the Protection of IT Products. Written by Gunnar Prokhorova, partner and Natalia Bada, associate at Mamunia IP, Ukraine. According to the extensive report released by the prominent IT community known as DOU1, Ukraine boasted over 250,000 proficient IT professionals in 2021. Projections indicate a potential 23% surge in Ukrainian tech specialists by 20242. Even during a full-scale war, the Ukrainian IT sector managed to register a growth in revenue. In 2022, the export of Ukrainian IT services yielded approximately $7.3 billion, marking a notable increase of 5.85% compared to the preceding year 3. As the Ukrainian IT market gains more attention and reliance on outsourced IT services grows, investors and clients are facing the distinct aspects of Ukrainian law. Here, we suggest taking a look at certain insights that will help protect IT products. Divide and conquer. Imagine a successful IT product. It's complex and involves many people working together. It's like a puzzle with creative solutions. This is where legal experts come in to protect the product from competitors. In Ukraine, getting a patent for a computer program is rare, given the challenging criteria for patenting an invention. This leaves us with copyright. But the question remains, copyright for what? 1. Graphic elements, original parts of interfaces, designs, images, promotional materials, 
and even fonts can be subject to copyright protection. 2. Computer code, source and object code, is also covered by copyright and often holds significant value. However, certain aspects like the graphical user interface, functional set, and data file formats utilized in a computer program's operation are not considered forms of its expression and therefore are excluded from copyright protection. 3. Original texts and other product components that qualify for copyright protection. Ukrainian law distinctly outlines that ideas and principles underlying any component of a computer program, including its interface, logic diagrams, algorithms, and programming languages, are not protected by copyright. It is an important part of a successful IP strategy to identify all copyrightable elements and ensure that each contractor or employee assigns their rights to them. Ukrainian perspective on work for hire. The most prevalent model in the global IT industry for transferring copyright to software is the work for hire doctrine. According to this doctrine, the initial copyright ownership of a created work belongs to a third party rather than the creator. However, the Ukrainian jurisdiction does not recognize the work for hire concept, which could raise concerns for foreign clients. A distinctive feature of Ukrainian law and many European laws is that the primary copyright holder is the individual who created the work. Another unique provision in Ukrainian copyright law is the prohibition on the transfer of so-called future copyrights, referring to objects that are yet to be created. Given the intricacies of Ukrainian legislation, it is advisable to opt for one of the contractual models that allow the transfer of copyright to the customer from the moment the work is created. These options include a contract for commissioned work creation, an employment contract, a gig contract. The gig contract deserves special attention, as it is a distinctive tool tailored for companies in the DIA. City ecosystem. DIA. City, launched in 2022, is a special legal framework aimed at providing a conducive environment for IT business development in Ukraine. It creates a unified economic and legal space for the IT sector. Companies that become part of this framework as residents of DIA. City, enjoy several advantages, particularly concerning taxation regulations. Identification of software. According to the law of Ukraine, on copyright and related rights, it is required in a copyright transfer agreement to have information that makes it clear which object is being transferred, like its name and or distinctive features. The challenge lies in how to precisely designate the segments of software created under the agreement, thereby protecting the company from potential disputes and ambiguities. Identifying software solely by name or description within the agreement is tricky. The recommended approach is to promptly execute an additional legal document upon the code's creation and provide a corresponding link to ensure unmistakable identification. This legal document can serve as a record confirming the acknowledgement of the transferred intellectual property rights. It is also essential to ensure that if there is a link to the code, leading to a specific SRM system, it should display the uploading date and the actual name of the person who created it, rather than just the nickname. To conclude, providing legal support for the IT sector comes with various challenges. As the Ukrainian IT market continues to grow steadily and the legal landscape adjusts to better support increasing investor involvement, 
Having skilled legal guidance to navigate the details of intellectual property becomes a crucial strategic need. Combining progressive legal strategies with the innovative IT sector guarantees that the promising trajectory of the Ukrainian tech industry stays firmly on track. Page 51. Conference Corner Segment. 2023 Voices of the Associations. This segment is for the IP event organizations and associations that we have media partnerships with worldwide. We are offering them the floor to keep you, our audience, up to date with future events and IP conference trends throughout the year so you never miss any of these important events and seminars internationally. For 2024 conference media partnerships, contact info at gipmatrix.com. Page 52. Conference article. ASIPI Mexico 2023 Congress, we look forward to welcoming you. Written by Enrique Diaz, President of ASIPI. ASIPI, the voice of intellectual property in the Americas, invites you to its 22nd Congress, taking place in Mexico City from December 3 to 6, 2023. The Inter-American Association of Intellectual Property, ASIPI, was founded in 1964 and boasts over 1,000 members, including lawyers and industrial property professionals from 49 countries across the Americas, Europe, Asia, and Africa. Its mission is to safeguard the collective interests of its members and promote the development of regulations that enhance the protection of intellectual property rights in the countries where our members are located. To all readers of the Global IP Matrix magazine, we extend an invitation to attend ASIPI Mexico for the following reasons. Latin America's biodiversity and natural resources offer opportunities for innovation in a wide range of industries, such as pharmaceuticals, agribusiness, biotechnology, and cosmetics. At ASAPI, we recognize the potential to market unique and sustainable products derived from our natural resources and biodiversity in international markets, and we are prepared to do business for the benefit of all. ASAPI has been a pioneer in organizing seminars, workshops, and congresses that address cutting-edge topics. In 2022, it was the first to hold an in-person workshop on the metaverse, because we are aware of the need to keep our membership up to date and prepared to face the challenges of the 21st century. As intellectual property professionals within ASIPI, we are working to promote the interests of our members at local, national, and international levels. We have established multiple agreements with sister international organizations such as INTA, FICPI, and AIPPI to achieve this. We have formed academic alliances with universities like the Franklin Pierce School of Law in New Hampshire and have partnerships with various dispute resolution centers and chambers of commerce in the region. This Congress will be a unique opportunity to come together, share experiences, and initiate collaborative projects. At ASIPI, we have been pioneers in addressing regional trademark issues that now have global reach, such as the concept of country branding. For the Mexico Congress, we have organized an academic program that will cover, among other topics, regulatory restrictions on the use of trademarks, do they serve their purpose? Who compensates their owners for the loss of value? Management of cultural expressions of communities and indigenous peoples. Homeland Security USA and the Government of Mexico, transnational investigations to fight counterfeiting and piracy. 
Valuation and Monetization, Practical Case Studies in Valuation. Protection of innovations related to sports and the sports product industry. Artificial intelligence and its impact on law firms, current advances and future prospects. In addition to the conferences, you must not miss the ASIPI Mexico 2023 Congress because it will host various social events that will provide you with networking opportunities and several awards for various contests we hold yearly. We are talking about the 2023 Industrial Design Recognition Contest and the Green Innovation Contest. Apart from this Congress, we invite you to enroll in the ever-changing array of courses, podcasts, and webinars that ASIPI has developed to offer opportunities for professional development. These resources aim to keep intellectual property professionals updated on the latest trends and regulations and, above all, raise awareness about the need to advocate for stronger intellectual property laws and the protection of creators' and innovators' rights. At the Mexico Congress, my two-year term will come to an end, and a new board of directors will be elected. I close this cycle with a profound sense of gratitude and satisfaction, as during my tenure, tireless effort was dedicated to emphasizing the significance of intellectual property and the need to enhance its valuation. It has been an honor to promote these crucial aspects, and I invite all those interested in the field of intellectual property to join me at this event and extend a warm welcome to you in my country. We look forward to seeing you in Mexico. Same page. Half-page advertisement. You need a land attorneys at law. A leading IP law firm in China. Offices in 20 major commercial cities in China and also in the U.S., Japan, and Germany. Handling over 400 IP litigations each year. 236 patent attorneys, 66 trademark attorneys, and 71 attorneys at law. Ranking first in the top 10 patent agencies in Beijing with the most patent applications. Ranking top on the list of agencies for many years in trademark applications. Address, Beijing, 7th floor, SciTech Place, number 22, Jianguomenawai Avenue, Beijing, 100004, China. Telephone, plus 86105920888. Fax plus 86. 10-5920-8558 Email mail at unitalend.com Website www.unitalend.com Page 54 Conference Advertisement ASIPI Congress 2023 December 3rd to 6th Venue, Presidente International Intercontinental Hotel, Mexico City Registration is open. Early bird until October the 3rd. www.asipi.org forward slash Mexico 2023. ASIPI Mexico. Page 55. Conference article. Jeet Agawal and Naveen Agawal, executive members of the World IP Forum, are delighted to provide you with an in-depth understanding of their highly anticipated annual conference and the remarkable growth it has experienced in recent years. The World Intellectual Property Forum, WIPF, is widely recognized as one of the premier global events in the field of intellectual property. This annual gathering brings together a diverse range of IP professionals, experts, and stakeholders from around the world. 
with a focus on knowledge exchange, networking, and the recognition of outstanding individuals, the World IP Forum serves as a platform to raise awareness and discuss the latest developments in intellectual property. Over the years, the forum has grown in prominence, attracting participants from various countries and showcasing the importance of intellectual property rights on a global scale. Global Gathering of Intellectual Property Experts WIPF draws a distinguished crowd of professionals, including lawyers from international law firms, corporate representatives, government officials, and academics. Held behind closed doors, this exclusive event provides a conducive environment for meaningful discussions, collaborations, and the sharing of insights. The participants come from diverse backgrounds, contributing to a rich tapestry of experiences and perspectives. Expanding Horizons, Annual Conferences Around the World Since its inception, World IP Forum has been hosting annual conferences in different parts of the world. In the past, conferences have taken place in prominent cities such as New Delhi, Bangkok, Bengaluru, Dubai, and Taipei. As the forum enters its 12th edition, it is gearing up to organize conferences in the United Kingdom, the United States, Europe, and South Asian countries. By choosing diverse locations, WIPF ensures a broader reach and engagement with IP professionals across continents. Government Engagement and Policy Revisitation One of the key strengths of the World IP Forum lies in its ability to bring together heads of IP offices from around the world. By facilitating dialogues between government officials, WIPF provides a unique opportunity for policymakers to share their insights, experiences, and vision for intellectual property rights. This engagement fosters collaboration and helps in revisiting and refining intellectual property policies on a global scale. Overseas Participation and Growing Influence The growth and influence of the World IP Forum are evident in the increasing number of participants from overseas. In 2014, overseas participation accounted for only 10-15% to of the total registrations, with a modest number of 120 participants. However, in 2023, the number of registrations has exceeded 750, with overseas participation, excluding India, surpassing 300 participants, constituting more than 60% of the total. This significant rise demonstrates the international recognition and appeal of the World IP Forum. In-house corporate companies and knowledge exchange The World IP Forum actively encourages the participation of in-house corporate companies, recognizing their vital role in the intellectual property landscape. In the 11th edition of the Forum, 180-plus corporate companies participated, bringing their unique perspectives and experiences to the table. This diverse representation facilitates a rich exchange of knowledge and best practices, helping companies navigate the intricacies of intellectual property rights effectively. Conclusion The World IP Forum continues to solidify its position as one of the premier global intellectual property events. Through its annual conferences held in various parts of the world, the forum provides a platform for knowledge exchange, networking, and recognition of deserving individuals. With a focus on revisiting intellectual property policies and engaging heads of IP offices, WIPF drives discussions that shape the future of intellectual property. 
As overseas participation and corporate engagement continue to grow, the World IP Forum plays a pivotal role in raising awareness and promoting the importance of intellectual property rights on a global scale. Same page. Half-page advertisement. Sing and Sing. Singh & Singh Law Firm LLP is an Indian law firm with years of experience in providing services inter alia in the field of intellectual property law, media, and telecommunications laws, arbitration, competition law, law of taxation, drugs regulatory laws. With a highly qualified and experienced team of legal professionals, the firm is able to identify the core of a client's issues to provide suitable solutions. Sing and Sing Law Firm LLP. C139, Defense Colony New Delhi, 110-024, India, T, plus 9111-4982-6000-6090. Email at singandsing.com. Page 58. Conference Advertisement. World IP Forum. Intellectual Property, The Age of Powerful Tech Aids 12th Edition World IP Forum, India's Biggest IP Community Meet in 2024 10th to 12th of January 2024, India, Bengaluru, 800 Participants Powered by L.S. Davar & Company Page 59 Conference Article Exploring the Latest Trends and Innovations what visitors to IP Service World 2023 can look forward to. In this exclusive interview, we catch up with Elena Backhouse and Daniela Bopp from the host management circle to discuss their expectations for the upcoming event. IP Service World, one of Europe's most significant IP sector events, recently unveiled its highly anticipated program for this year's convention and trade fair. Scheduled for 20th and 21 November 2023 in Munich, the event will showcase an array of cutting-edge topics, including the role of ChatGPT in the IP landscape, the impact of the Unified Patent Court UPC, sustainability, efficiency enhancement, cost reduction, and digitalization. In addition, participants can look forward to a facelift of our exhibition space, offering improved accessibility and a seamless experience in finding desired exhibitors. Can you share what makes the IP Service World particularly special? IP Service World is an exceptional event that provides a comprehensive overview of the latest developments and trends in the IP service sector. It is the industry reunion for all major IP solution providers and IP professionals at the end of November, right when the Christmas markets in Munich open their doors. The event is a unique platform where professionals can connect with all major IP service providers, fostering valuable conversations and insights. Who would you recommend attending the IP Service World event? The event is particularly worthwhile for IP professionals seeking to discover the diverse range of solutions available in today's marketplace. Attendees have the opportunity to find tailor-made support for their specific needs, compare different solutions, and explore best practices for professional IP management. Your program features keynote speeches, roundtable discussions, and lecture panels. How do these components contribute to enhancing IP professionals' knowledge and expertise? Roundtable discussions facilitate engaging conversations with industry peers, enabling the exchange of experiences and requests with both providers and colleagues. 
Lecture panels provide a comprehensive overview of various solutions, allowing professionals to compare and evaluate them in real time. But the highlight, of course, is our keynotes. They are a deep dive into emerging topics and future trends, like AI and ChatGPT in the IP world, opportunities and risks, Dr. Stefan Walk, CEO, ThyssenKrupp Intellectual Property GmbH. Buzzword or business? Understanding Metaverse, Shaping the Future, Colin Kroom, Entrepreneur, Thought Leader, Metaverse Expert. Sustainability in an International Company, How an IP Department Plays Its Part in, Towards Net Zero, Robertha Hoagland, Head of Intellectual Property, Elkham. Replica Model Cars and Trademark Infringement, Already Beyond the Borders. A current case from practice, Dr. Klaus Oppermann, Legal Counsel, Volkswagen AG. AI Patent Search Tools, Experiences from a Three-Year Trial, Dr. Karina Sunderman, Senior Vice President Intellectual Property, Fresenius Carby Deutschland GmbH. First Experiences After Launch, A View from Inside UPC, Tobias Picklemeyer, Unified Patent Court. Networking is an essential part of any event. How does IP Service World foster networking opportunities? IP Service World creates an environment for networking at the highest level. With around 700 decision makers from leading global companies, the event provides ample opportunities to establish new business connections, reconnect with industry contacts, and learn from best practice presentations and roundtables. The trade fair itself offers over 20 hours of networking time, where professionals can engage in conversations over freshly brewed coffee from our barista, enjoy themselves in the meeting and relax zone or have their shoes cleaned. It's not just about meeting high-caliber speakers, it's about being part of the community. The main evening event is truly special, it will be held at Munich's oldest brewery, the Augustina Original Building. Attendees enjoy Bavarian culinary delights and experience the warmth of Bavarian hospitality, creating a relaxed and enjoyable atmosphere. It is an excellent opportunity to connect with attendees, speakers, and experts from various companies and indulge in memorable conversations. Looking ahead to this year's IP service world, what are your expectations for the event? We anticipate this year's event to be even more informative and insightful. With topics like ChatGPT in the IP landscape, the impact of the Unified Patent Court, UPC, sustainability, efficiency enhancement, cost reduction, and digitalization, we expect to gain valuable knowledge and practical insights that our attendees can apply within their organization. We are also excited about the newly designed exhibition spaces, which will provide an enhanced experience and easier navigation to connect with exhibitors. Lastly, how do you perceive the hybrid nature of this year's event, offering both physical and digital attendance options? The hybrid aspect of the event is fantastic. It allows participants who cannot physically attend to still benefit from the keynotes, lecture panels, and engagement with exhibitors through a newly designed event app. The integration of features like live chats and company presentations ensures a dynamic and interactive experience for all attendees, regardless of their chosen format. To conclude, IP Service World continues to be the go-to event for staying ahead of the curve in IP management. By providing a comprehensive program fostering networking opportunities and offering innovative exhibition spaces, 
the event promises to deliver exceptional value to attendees seeking the latest trends and innovations in the world of IP. We look forward to participating in this year's IP service world and sharing experiences and insights with the broader community. Page 62. Advertisement. Northons Media PR and Marketing Limited. Specialist in Intellectual Property Publishing, Media, PR and Marketing. Connecting you with the global IP community. www.northonsprmarketing.com Brand Exposure Email Marketing Affiliate Networking Brand Ambassadors Conference Exposure B2B IP Law Publications Social Media Management Enhancing Product Launches Networking Reception Management Publishers of the Global IP Matrix Magazine and the Women's IP World Annual Telephone, plus 440203-813-0457 or email info at northonsprmarketing.com Page 63 Advertisement IP Nexum the Intellectual Property Industry Referral, Profile and Business Network. Practitioner Search and References, Vetted Professional Profiles, Multi-Business Management, Work and Past Experience, Digital Networking, Direct Chat Access, Search by Category, Review and Reviews, Community Posts, Keyword Search, Profile Analytics, plus much more. Register for a free premium access profile account using coupon code IP Nexum April 24, all together and in capital letters. www.ipnexum.com The global IP community at your fingertips. Page 64. Outside Back Cover Advertisement. Pat World Global IP Research Services. Pat World Specialist in Patent, Design and Trademark Search Services for clients worldwide. We provide you with world-class research services. www.patworld.com Patent, design, and trademark research experts with a combined experience of over 100 years. In intellectual property searching. Highly trained, dynamic in-house research teams specializing in a wide range of Subject matter. Pat World LTD. Offices in the UK servicing clients globally. For quotes or further information, email mail at patworld.com. Page 65. 